So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episode two of season five, Life After Lockup. On this episode, Derek tells us he cheated on Monique with 10 different women. Chance continues to make poor money choices, much to Taylor's dismay. Blaine promises Lindsay he'll be honest with her as he keeps a new secret. Puppy and Eric struggle financially while Amber and TC make up. Cameron treats Eris to a dinner on the beach, and Sarah confronts Sean about his neglect. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, they're going pretty good. We are just getting started into our March, the longest month ever for teachers. Yeah, like I was, I had a weird, like self-directed PD day today. Uh huh. The union negotiated is like, no, you trust us to be professionals, and you let us do our own learning. <laughs> so, so of course, I play video games. Uh, yeah, sounds like the students. Yeah, so uh, just to segue from playing video games, let's start with Sean and Sarah. Oh God, yes, that's so true. So, Sarah is at the coffee shop to meet with her ex, Anthony. We saw her go in there last time. So she says that, you know, at the time they broke up, she really felt like the, like he was her soulmate. But she's not, you know, going to get to connect, reconnect right now because instead of Anthony showing up, her sister Ashley just walks in because apparently he's in rehab now. And he asked his sister to go so that he would, nobody would leave Sarah hanging. But also, he wants to have a relationship with Abby which is fine with Sarah so long as he's clean. So he couldn't come to the coffee shop or whatever, but I guess he still had time to FaceTime. And I don't know if he FaceTimes on Sarah's phone or whatever, but soon enough, they have him on the on the phone. And he already seems like in, initially like way more of a fun person to talk to than Sean has ever been. Like, cause he's just mm-hmm. like, hey, beautiful, what's up? And it's like, oh, that's way better than Sean. Like, we've already. I know, right? So he says that he checked himself into rehab because she was concerned that he was there because somebody forced him to be, like a court. So they jump into talking about her marriage. He's like, so I heard you got married. He says he's jealous and he just has a really strong feeling that this marriage is going to last and that he'll end up with her at the end. So he says if it wasn't for the drugs, he never would have let her walk away, but he was on drugs and he did. So she says it's over now. But he really, really wants to – is trying to uh, close this sale and seems to think of his goal in getting sober is like to try to win her, win her back. So with that all over, we go back home where, you know, Sarah is just cleaning everything up, um, you know, spends all the time mopping the floor, both in a baby. And then Sean gets home, eats a cookie, drops crumbs on the floor. Big chunks. It's not even just crumbs. Like half the cookie. And she's like, oh, wow, you dropped some cookie. And he's like, yup. And then just walked away. God, idiot. Didn't even pick it up because he goes straight to that chair and puts the headphones on to play video games with his son. So she asks if if this is basically going to be their life now. Is it just going to be him going, oh, oh, and then playing video games? But he can't hear her because the headphones are on. So eventually she rips them off of his head to yell at him. He doesn't get it, though. He said, hello. So why is she upset? Um, Oh, God. You know, the... He, he's paying attention to her. He had a cookie, obviously. So she says this is all – this is kind of – this is all he ever does now when he comes in. He just kind of ignores her, ignores the her, annoys the daughter, plants himself on the chair and then you know has her go to bed um, by herself. 
So he kind of pulls the old man, the old, you know, not the old man, but the the excuse for men. Well, I do everything you want. If you just ask, you just have to ask me to do stuff. You didn't yeah, even ask yeah. me to do anything. Um, so I, I'm not sure what he thinks. And then it was like, I thought it was confused because I was like, yes, she's asking you to do something right now. That's what she's doing at the moment. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she shouldn't have to tell him like to take care of his kid, she says, or clean up after himself. And also, you know, it just seems like they're kind of already got stuck in that marriage trope of just kind of being roommates now. So she tells him but though that she's not Kelly and she's not going to sit around waiting for 16 years to figure out he's not going to change. She's going to make up her mind a lot quicker than that, especially if, you know, they also don't turn things around in the bedroom because she's kind of really upset that they're not doing it. Um, she says she's never met a man before that is always too tired for sex. That seems like mm-hmm. a bad excuse. She's tired of hearing I'm sorry and just wants him to change, which uh, she's not convinced is going to happen. So she's literally said I'm tired of hearing I'm sorry. And then for the next like five minutes, Sean only said the words I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, And then – or at least for a little while, like he takes the baby for two minutes and then she says, oh, I just want to be alone. So – Back to the video games, which she then rips off his head and starts screaming at him again. So, um, man, d- d- this guy is thick. Every time we think he's the dumbest, he's just oh, – gets dumber. He's so dumb. He didn't understand anything that was going on at all. No, he really didn't. And it's also like – do you not pay attention to like society? I feel like this is such a – very common issue uh-huh. like it is it almost is like a trope of life you know like oh the neglected housewife who you know has a husband who's too tired to pay attention to her and to help out and to take care of the kids i mean i think sean would have heard that trope because you sound like you're describing the beginning of a porn and i'm sure that sean loves <laughs> is a lot of porn <laughs> yeah probably um yeah and doesn't he know how that usually works out like the <laughs> wife usually cheats on the neglectful husband uh with someone else more interesting like the pool boy or the pizza delivery guy uh, yeah exactly yeah Right. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, how could you be like that clueless that, you know, your wife is like hurting, you know? And Mm -hmm. what I find also frustrating is it sounds like the way that she talks about this, that this is not the first time she's confronted him about these issues, that it all ends the same way with him promising that there's going to be change. And then maybe things are good for like a week and then they slowly slip back into how it was before. And then you continue the cycle again. So I understand how she's like, hey, I am going to get out of the cycle as soon as possible. Because clearly, you know, Kelly didn't figure it out or she was too weak to leave, uh, right. you know, earlier. But Sarah's just like, I think it does kind of help to have someone else to be like, no, this dude legitimately is never going to change. Yes, because you've – I mean, she already seen him not change for right. somebody else. So she knows yeah. – yeah, she kind of sees that. But it's like – it's it's the fact that he didn't even like acknowledge her. He just kind of was like, right. hi. And then like she turned around and he snuck right off and like sat down on the chair and had the headphones on. Like couldn't even be like, oh, like, you know, whatever his son's name is. We, oh, we were going to play video games for a little bit. Um, it's go And like set a time or come up with some solution because I get that mm-hmm. that's how he's trying to connect with his son. Right. Right. But I get that. But I also feel like he just goes through swings where he's like 
will literally do that every day for five hours. And he has eight other kids that he's supposed to be paying attention to. But right. right now, this one gets all the attention. And well, then, that's – I feel like the reason why that kid gets all the attention is because that kid's playing video games. Yeah, that kid's doing something that he's interested in. Exactly. Right. If someone else took an interest in what he was doing and especially if he could use his kid as a cover story for being able to do the things that he wants to do, you know, then I'm sure he would be close with his other kids as well. But, you know, it doesn't always go down like that. And uh, it just – he is such a terrible, like, father. He's a terrible partner. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there he's in this situation and I don't understand how he could just be okay with, like, letting everyone down like that all the time. I Well, I just think he's so dense he doesn't even realize he's letting everyone down. Like, he literally was like – she was like, are you ever going to pay attention to me? And she, he was like, wait. I legitimately thought I did pay attention to you when I said – grunted hello at you when I walked in. Like I thought that was sufficient. I thought I was not letting you down when I did that. And it's like how can you be that dense, man? Right. Okay. So let's move on to Sarah, um, you know, trying to seek attention elsewhere. Do Mm -hmm. you think that – or do you blame her? Like do you think what she's doing is wrong? Um, Yeah. It's not great, but I – and I don't know that she's necessarily like looking like to cheat, like looking what her other options are. I really mm. think she wanted to I, – well, put it this way. I really want think she wanted to go to verify that she did make the correct choice. Yes. I was going to say maybe not like options like, oh, I could, you know, have an affair with you right now. I, right. I agree. I don't think that's exactly what – but I do think there is this element of knowing what else is out there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what options you could have, not that you would act on that, can make you feel like either hopeful or maybe make you feel satisfied like in your relationship. Right. I'm saying if if, if it would have worked for her if it would have – if Anthony was just a mess, right? And she was like, well, okay, as sucky as Sean is and as much of an ass he is and a, you know, bad father and bad partner he is – He's not At least this. he's sober. Right? At least he's sober. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And present, even though not like maybe emotionally yeah. present. <laughs> that Yeah, that's another issue. It's like just being – there's more to being present than like literally being in vicinity. Right, right. So yes, I, yes. yes let's say he's in vicinity yes. of his child. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do think there is and I feel like I, I feel like I've done this too, like especially right after a breakup, you know, it's like mm-hmm. almost the first thing that I always do, like right after a breakup is hit up the dating apps. And it's not because I'm trying to rebound and like move on very quickly, but there's something like about seeing what's out there that gives me hope. Right. Uh Like not that I'm looking for something right now, but there are other people out there and it's not like I'm stuck with this person. Like I just broke up because there's no better options. And so like I kind of see it as that, too. Like maybe Anthony would have been hope for her. Like there are better guys out there that will treat her better and say things that make her feel like she's uh, loved, you know, because she's been texting with Anthony. I'm kind of surprised he didn't say anything about the fact that he was in rehab if they've been texting for a while before. Sure. But it like the way he talks to her, it's like to get that positive attention 
I'm sure makes her feel really good about herself, especially compared to like deadbeat Sean over here who can barely like string together a couple words, let alone actually compliment her on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally the first thing he did was compliment her. But I see what you're saying because I, I got I've been on the other end of that of getting texts from somebody that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever relationship they're in must have just ended. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying I do anything. I'm not like texting exes or anything like that. But you know, I do think it like No, but I'm not saying you, you text exes, but people right. text exes when they break up. They do. Oh, sure. And I, I think that's part of it. It's that whole like you need to almost have a reassurance that there's people out there and that this isn't your only option. And, you know, we say this all the time, like on 90 Day Fiance, we make fun of the people who go last chance at love. It's like, you know, somewhat comforting to know that there's other, other chances, chances. Yeah. <laughs> at love out there. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to. Uh, oh, we just saw Eris and Cameron. This is the first time we've seen them this season, even though we it's only been a couple weeks since we last saw them on uh, Love After Lockup. Mm-hmm. But Eris is welcoming Cameron home to Florida. It's been 60 days since they've gotten married. Cameron is excited to see his new home and really just to have a home. He's impressed with the house, even if the air conditioning is broken. Cameron says that they need to get it fixed and don't worry about it. Money's no problem. He says that his money is legit, but then tells us he doesn't want to tell her or really anyone how he gets his money. Cameron has a surprise for her in the suitcase, which is the lack of drugs, because Eris tells us of a time that Cameron had 30 pounds of weed and tried to run away and got tased at the airport. Eris then sits down with Cameron and uh, she says that she wants him to get a job and to help out with the bills. Cameron appreciates the fact that Eris put her life on hold for him. So he agrees to all of this and he actually wants to surprise her with some romance. They drive to hotel when Eris gets a call from her dad saying that he just found out that they got married on social media. Eris didn't tell her dad because she was scared her dad would try to intervene. He's disappointed that she didn't tell him. Eris asks him to trust that Cameron is a good guy and that she still loves her dad. She tells Cameron that her dad was, you know, upset that she was she got married without telling him. Cameron then leads Eris to the beach and asks her to cover her eyes. Cameron says Eris loves sunset and cheesy stuff, so he leads her to a circle arch with a dinner table set up on the beach. Eris cries because she's so happy. They're eating shrimp, lobster, and a 24-carat steak. Cameron says that he has friends in high places. Look at what he pulled off. And then Cameron says that he's not doing anything bad. Cameron says he won't tell anyone where he gets his money from again. You know, like kind of hinting. Cameron tells us during the commercial break that, you know, him and Eris kind of speak a different language. And muffin time is pretty much their code for sex. And he tells us that communication, trust, and sex are the pillars of a good relationship. So it looks like they've had a little bit of romance and, uh, you know, things look like they might be looking up. Um, I, You know, do you think that they're going to bring the same kind of drama back home to Florida that we saw when Cameron just got out of the halfway house? I I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get as wild with... (laughs) 
down there as he did at the halfway house with um with his family with his family, with his, with his family. yeah 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 because I don't know I mean this is a pretty good episode for Cameron um I feel like um although like what's her fa- like Eris though man like her dad found out on social media yeah that's like, so bad that's gonna that's gonna and that's where it's gonna come to that that's gonna be the the conflict, I feel like, that's going to come up. Well, I feel like that's super staged, too, because we find out that it's been 60 days since they got married. Like, how is dad just finding out now that, you know, like, they got married on social media? Like, a 60-day delay? On social media posts. That's... Yeah. Yeah. That's really suspicious, the timing. Yeah, well, yeah. Because it would have taken 60 days for... Even if he didn't have the social media. I was like, oh, somebody showed me. But, like, would they wait two months before they showed you? That's right. Weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that is kind of – yeah, that's suspicious timing in terms of that. Unless unless maybe they just posted something about being in Florida and she was like, my husband. I don't know. Seems like she would post stuff with the wedding first, right? Right, right. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they just seemed fine, good. I mean, everything looked – Okay, except the gross gold foil on the steak for some reason. Yeah, that was weird to me. Like, gold doesn't taste good, right? No. It, and that's that, that's my issue about some of the ostentatious, you know, show, uh, spending, right? It's like, right, just it's just it's, showy. Yeah, it's just gold. It's like, what, what, you know, it, it, what does yeah, it it's taste just showy. like? It's all for show. Yeah, it's you're not, like, I just ate a ton of money like but why right it wasn't like it didn't even add flavor to the meat right it's like, like us it's, shredding like dollar bills and like uh, yes, sprinkling a, it on I, your food i ate a salad of hundreds uh uh-huh. yes i just shredded hundreds and put it in my salad like that's not <laughs> a good salad you're just eating it to eat it <laughs> what other right. expensive things can we eat oh, i had a rolex for dessert and that was delicious <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, like it makes no sense to me either i'm just like uh eh. but anytime people have like little gold specks and things it's just like why I don't know. We did it in college. We had Goldschlager all the time. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have it all the time. We Is that real gold though? I feel I like it's got to be that pyrite crap. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think gold. it's like – yeah. I, I highly doubt that Goldschlager has actual gold flakes in it. Like right. I think it would be a lot – flakes. Right. I feel like it would be a lot more expensive <laughs> <laughs> if it did. Uh, yeah. Other things um, like edible gold dust. Right? You can put mm-hmm. that on anything, right? If you want to make it look expensive. Yeah, but it, it, that's to me, it didn't even look expensive. It looked oh, like yeah. you, you unwrapped it from gold colored foil and like right. put it on a thing. It's like that doesn't, I mean, it worked for them, but it's like, it, it's it's similar to the way I feel about like watches, right? And, and, mm. and Cameron has a watch like that too. Like I, when I look at a watch that I'm impressed by, it's an understated, well-known like Swiss manufacturer with its nomadic timepiece. It mm-hmm. doesn't – it's not a watch that's six inches in diameter and covered in diamonds. God. Yeah. Right? But to Cameron, that's like, well, if people are going to know it's expensive, it's got to be covered in diamonds. Like you got to do that. And so I definitely ascribe more to the – you know, I'm not saying people can't be showy off with their money, but like – more subtle about it. Like you have to be signaling to different – he's signaling to different people. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we didn't have much from them. So let's move on to – oh, yes. 
I, I had two good ones left. I had pretty three good ones. I, I was I was yeah. excited about all mine. Let's go to Chance and Taylor next. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So Taylor is out shopping for baby stuff with her friend Sarah. So the baby is going to come pretty soon, but she's not sure that they have all the material things they're going to need for the baby. You know, cribs and car seats and clothes and things like that, which is going to be here in maybe six or seven weeks. So Sarah's floating the idea of maybe she could go to like a clothing pantry and stuff, basically, you know, looking for charity. But with how much Chance is working, she feels like they should be able to afford clothes. But in an interview, she's less sure about their ability to, to, to secure those kind of things because she knows that, Ch- that Chance spends money on things like he shouldn't, like having God. drinks every day and spending $300 a month what on a dumb mobile game. What is wrong with this dude? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so Sarah doesn't understand how a gro- why a grown man can't get his spending under control. Same. So Taylor uh, tells Sarah about his – that time – that when, when the bill collector called and he didn't answer the phone and she's like, he answers the phone all the time. It was suspicious. She knows it's something that he's hiding from her. But, you know, her suspicions are kind of more in the cheating area than the this is a bill collector area. So in the store, she looks up his location and then gives him a call, which he doesn't answer. And he doesn't answer because we see him going to his friend Daryl's house. And – at Daryl's house, he wants to try out the new power washer that he broke, that he bought, because he doesn't have anywhere else to use it. He's thinking, maybe I'll power wash your driveway, and then people will see that and pay me money to power wash their driveway. It seems so like that's weird. his business plan. God. So he says that he he says that he's living paycheck to paycheck, which I think seems to be overstating his financial situation because <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck implies that you're actually getting through your bills right. with each paycheck. So um, anyway, but I guess this power washing, that's going to be the thing that gets him out of debt. And he, But he, he seems super optimistic about it. He says that Taylor is only upset because he, she only sees what he's spending and she doesn't know, you know what he's bringing in and what it takes to make real money. That's a common thing. You just don't know how to make money, Taylor. <laughs> so uh, he then starts to – he starts to do some power washing. I don't know how long he's there before he actually started power washing this damn, this damn driveway. God. But – uh, he gets a call from his son, Ethan, uh, who he actually hasn't seen in 18 years due to his own drug problems. His mom didn't want him part, part of the life. So Ethan is also says he's hustling with odd jobs and they recent, recently reconnected on social media and he invites Ethan to come on up. Ethan says he can't really afford to right now. So Chance says, well, don't worry about that. I'll buy your plane ticket. Oh, goodness. And it's also not just any plane ticket. It sounds like he's coming up like this weekend. So he's yeah. buying a – Plane last ticket, minute. A last minute plane ticket. Right. Nice. So Chance says that he probably should have meant – he probably needs to fix his spending habits just a bit. But just like everything else, it seems – but, you know, for this, this part, this is special. This is a special case to spend the money on this. <laughs> so later on, he's using the power washer to wash his truck with the windows open. And oh, Taylor comes out to help ask how much that thing costs. But Chance basically says that this power washer is going to be what pays for the kid's college. So she just doesn't understand how business works. Oh, gosh. So she, he, he tells her again that she just doesn't know – she knows how to spend money. She doesn't know how to make money. But she's like, I don't know if that's true because I was able to pay my bills before you moved in. <laughs> and now that's seeming to be a problem. So since they're fighting, he doesn't want to – since it's kind of already a fight, he doesn't want to bring up that he's paying for a plane ticket for his son. 
So he tries to win the argument by saying, like, you know, this you don't you just don't believe it. it's four hundred dollars for the power washer. I could make five hundred right now. I can make two hundred right now. Five hundred tomorrow. And it'll already be paid for. And she says, "Great, then go do it." <laughs> and uh, so I guess my question then is, what do you think the chances are he's going to make seven hundred dollars with the power washer tomorrow? Not at all. Like, oh my gosh, was <laughs> he a fourteen year old? What is this? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's gonna like. Hi, mister. Can I power wash your driveway, please? <laughs> yes. Can you pay me 20 bucks so I'll power wash your driveway? Well, oh, my God. He, he's going to – you know he's going to charge at least 100 Like, Oh, my gosh. And then people are going to be like, get out of here. Well, because I, I, I was even trying – I could not – I was just trying to – I want to talk to him and just be like, what's your plan? How much are you going to charge? How many houses are you going to be able to do with, with this – small power washer. Like it's not like one of them ones that's on the back of a truck that you got three guys and the built-in water tanks. First of all, he's going to be using their own water to power wash the house, to power wash the driveway. It's going to take him at least an hour. So he's not – he's only going to be able to get five a day at best. And then once you get everybody on the street, they don't need power washing for like a year. So yeah. what are you going to do the next week? Like, I don't Right, understand. right. He's uh, – I mean he is so – terrible with money yeah and it's so frustrating to me because she knew this was all gonna happen right she knew like when he bought the truck and like it just even his spending before it got out of control mm-hmm. right she was trying to be like questioning you know do you really need this and asking like serious questions and i feel like This is the real reason why she doesn't want to get married, and I would not be surprised in the least, which, good for her. Like, smart girl, I am so happy that she is being financially smart, at least for her other kids, because this guy's a bonehead. Like, how are you going to get through life, like, spending money the way that he does? And it's also frustrating to me that, you know, he says, like, she shouldn't have to see my finances. Like, my finances are my business. It's like, well, whose house are you living in? Right. Well, so, and she already said that. His finances are not paying the bills that he's supposed to be paying. So, she's right. her credit card bills are going unpaid because she's picking up his slack. So, yeah. I feel like that does mean she gets to see your finances. Right. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, if he's kind of living there for free, like, she has every right to. And he's the one insisting that they get married. So it's like, well, you know, he needs to disclose his finances to her. Like, that's Mm -hmm. unfair for her to just, you know, walk into this marriage and be like, oh, crap. I am now, like, have a ton of debt that I'm actually responsible for. Yeah. It's just, I guess this guy has – and it's it's, it's infuriating because I know that in terms of the finances, she's right. He's Mm -hmm. wrong. Oh, for sure. He's the one that's being condescending. Oh, yeah. Right. And I feel like he'd be condescending to me, who clearly makes much more money than him. Mm -hmm. And because he would look at him and be like, look at the car you drive, man. You're not even making any money. You don't know how to make money. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I have more money than you because I didn't buy a stupid car. Right. (laughs) With no money. (laughs) Yeah. He he does seem so like childish to me, like a teenager, right? Like a teenage boy who thinks he knows everything oh yeah and can't yeah, yeah. be told for sure. otherwise for sure you know and thinks he's you know the boss of everything too just because he has a little bit of independence and it's just like oh my gosh mm-hmm. the kid just, who drives it's he, he he has the condescending attitude of like it's just weird because he's not this 
like mm-hmm. the rich kid whose dad owns a car dealership. So he brings in a new car like every two weeks. Yeah. And he's like, well, you guys don't even know business, man. My dad, I'm going to have a job at the car dealership. I'm going I'm to make so much money. And it's like, oh my God. At least they actually have jobs. Chance just has a garage full of failed ideas. Remember when he was going to oh, flip gosh. houses? Yeah, but he can't even like uh, put up like a decent room, you know, and I think Taylor is starting to realize, I mean, even from last episode, like this guy, he talks a big game, but when it comes to execution, the execution is not there. No, and even the execution, his his talking a big game because I – I would I, – I, I, she's a better person than I would because I feel like I would have thrown it in his face. Like, right. You, you know how to spend money. You don't know how to make money. I was like, oh, are you going to make money playing Coin Master on your phone? Is that what you're going to make money doing? Spending oh $300 a month to do? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So. yeah. She is. She is very patient. But <laughs> also, I feel like she deserves so much better than him. Oh, my God. She does. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk Lindsay and Blaine now. So, Lindsay is walking home shoeless after Blaine drops her off and drives home. And she calls her friend to vent about her and Blaine's situation. She gets home and Blaine tries to give her a hug as Lindsay is giving him the cold sho- shoulder and just walks into the house. She goes into her room where she just freely changes in front of him as he sighs. In front of us, too. That was really disorienting. Just like, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. Hi. This is happening. <laughs> uh, so Blaine says she knew he had charges, but then Lindsay feels like he's been lying to her. She's also frustrated how they're going to come up with the $50,000 to pay the lawyer. He says he will figure out the money and he didn't want her to worry about it. But she is worried about putting all their money into this home and he might not even be there in a month. He assures her that he can come up with the money doing legal things, he emphasizes. And Lindsay says she trusted him before he lied to her, but now she doesn't know and she just doesn't trust him. They kind of kiss and make up and he says that he won't jeopardize things with Lindsay making dumb decisions. But then literally... Like, next thing you know, Blaine's friend Jacob is uh, over helping out with the house and asks how Blaine is going to get the money for the lawyer when Tyler, his lawyer, calls. Tyler tells him that he thinks he performed a miracle and he worked a deal to get Blaine on house arrest for three years. Uh, He also can't leave the state, but it's better than prison. He'll even give him a discount on the amount he originally quoted Blaine for his services. Blaine thinks that this is great news, and he wants to surprise Lindsay with the news. Blaine is excited, and Jacob tells him it's a bad idea to keep it from Lindsay. Jacob would says he'd be more scared of Lindsay than prison. All right, so I know Jacob was joking about being more scared of Lindsay than prison, but why do you think Lindsay is so scary? Just because she'll leave him, or just because she'll, like, burn down the house or she something? She might burn down the house. Like, we've seen her... Get rearrested for breaking somebody's for vandalizing somebody's shit. So yeah, like yeah, that that was just just the fact that she'd get she's going to get really mad at you, which is yeah. why I don't understand why you would keep this a secret. It makes right. no sense to me at all, even a this, little bit. Ah, the men on this show, like what they think is a surprise. It's like. <laughs> No, you're hiding something from someone else. Like, I don't know why you think it's a surprise. And this one I don't understand either because, like, it's not – it's good, good news. news. Right. And so, like, you're going to make her be mad at you over good news. Why would you right. risk that? Just freaking it's, tell her the good news. Yeah. I almost saw it as, like, he's keeping it in his back pocket to, like, spring on her. Like, guess what, babe? You know, to, like, get him out of trouble later. Yeah, but I she's – 
not going to see it that way. Like no, she, no, she, she has to, she has to know her enough to know what she'd be like. This is just more stuff you're hiding from me. Why are you hiding this from me? Right, because you know, I would think that she would have gotten the most mad over the amount of money that they owe this lawyer, but she wasn't. I mean, that's certainly part of it, but she was more mad that he didn't tell her this whole time. So it's like, yes, Blaine, let's focus on what she was really mad at. Was she really mad at the money? Sure, but was she was more mad that you kept it a secret. So let's focus on that and try to right. learn from our mistakes, well, not she repeat was, them. Yeah. She was mad about the money, but she wasn't mad at him about the money. The money was right. what it was, right? Yeah. It was like that was beyond his control. She was mad at him about the thing that was in his control, which was not telling her things, mm-hmm. to which his solution again is to not tell not her tell something. tell her things. Stupid. It's like, it's just yeah. so, it's so dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. I, okay, so it's, it's normal to me to change in front of your partner like that, right? Yeah. Like I've had many partners and they're just – maybe well, I've had a lot of partners. But no, every time I have a partner, it's like whatever. Nobody blinks at taking their pants off or taking their shirt off or whatever. Right. And she was under- it just was really weird. They're like, you know, the camera person's there too, right? <laughs> eh, she doesn't care. Oh, no. She seems she doesn't like care. a bit of an exhibitionist to me anyway. That may be true. Yeah. All right. So now we can get to the – the real meaty part of the show. <laughs> That's oh, Derek and Monique. So Monique is back in Cleveland and nothing has happened with them since you know, the last night because she's not trying to jump back into bed with someone that cheated on her and also not trying to jump back into bed until she has pregnancy test results. So she's back but in Cleveland and all but doesn't still doesn't trust her. So she's trying to keep track of his call logs and all the stuff like that. So soon Derek comes back into the apartment with breakfast or the hotel, whatever it is, with breakfast and a pregnancy test. So Monique wonders why he wants her to take the pregnancy test so quick. Like he seems very insistent on it. So it's because he said, well, the woman he cheated on her with used a fake pregnancy. She said she was pregnant, kind of the rope me in. So Monique, Monique's pretty perceptive in this. Well, perceptive about certain things, other things she's oblivious to. But in this time, she's like, oh. So that means you had sex with this woman without any protection. <laughs> if, if she was able to rope you in with a fake pregnancy scare. So that means you were with her without protection and then with me without protection. So maybe I need a different kind of test in their pregnancy oh, test. God. Um, so maybe you should be more worried about STI tests. So his excuse is that, you know, he just got caught up in the moment, wasn't thinking about protection. So she says she'll take the pregnancy test. But after that, they're going to get an STI test for him. So he wanted to come into the bathroom with her to like make sure she's not doing – making it up um, a pregnancy. But she's <laughs> like, no, you stay out there. So she comes out with a test to show him and it takes him a long time to figure out how to read it. And eventually he does get it figured out with some help and it says she's not pregnant. So now she's like, great. Well, that's out of the uh, – now that that's out of the way, I can yell at you some more about all this unprotected sex you have with this woman. Mm. So he admits that this other girl to her was kind of like – a backup plan? Like he wasn't sure what she was what Monique was gonna do. She might leave him at any time. So what do you just want me to not have something lined up? So not really the best argument on hers, but eh, probably better than letting the thing let telling us the thing he tells us next was that this wasn't the only person he's been with. That since she went to Chicago about a month ago, he slept with like 10 women. Oh god. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> because you know, 
women are attracted to new money and he's out there shining like new money. They just are throwing themselves at him, I guess. Oh anyway, gosh. he still keeps trying to tell us that – and also he's trying to tell Monique that, you know, he wants to be a one-woman man. He's really committed to her. But he only thinks that's happened – that he's going to work by, by lying because at some point she does directly ask, well, there was this one woman. Is there anyone else? And he's like, no. <laughs> so <laughs> later on, it's time uh, – Monique is having dinner with her sisters, Kalandra and Sylvia. So she tells them that, you know, that Derek apologized and want things to work out. But she's pretty stumped when they ask her, well, what is he doing to change? What's the plan moving forward? She's like, uh. So Sylvia calls her naive for believing him at all and and his excuses about weakness. I'm just weak. Oh, that's what happened. Then Derek shows up and they get straight to it. Just straight to, straight to it meaning questioning him because that annoys him because they're no hello, no greeting. Uh, so Derek says the whole thing is just about disrespect and, you know, if she's going to call him names, I guess at some point she called him a little bitch, then, you know, that's the same thing as cheating because it's both disrespectful. So then they play some dumb games about what specifically he did say or didn't say before all this went down. You didn't tell me you were talking to women. Yeah, but I told you I was talking to people. That includes women. You didn't think <laughs> that specifically if it was women. Wow. So, yeah, it's very dumb. So <laughs> – um, but the sisters are obviously on Monique's side. They're not buying what he's saying basically at all about how things are partially or mostly her fault. So then he tells them – then he tells them that from here on out, he wants to commit and put aside all the side pieces he was talking about, at which point Monique was like, wait, that word was plural. You said side pieces. <laughs> you told me there was only one before. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so she calls him out and she – he just is at this point just be just – now that he's more or less lost the argument, doesn't want to admit anything, he's just like, why are we even still talking about this, man? Uh, so it's it, – also, it's dumb that I can't talk to any females, period. And I was like, well, usually I, I would agree with him. But since he doesn't seem to talk to women without sleeping with them, right. probably not. So yeah. he tries – he changes the subject then and says, well, I, was, I thought things were going well. I was going to invite you all to my sister's birthday party. But oh, God. That sounds like, like a terrible idea. No one wants that. All three of them were like, why would I want to go to your sister's birthday right. party? That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, literally none of them want that. None of them want that. <laughs> also, we're not even invited to your sister. You want us to crash the birthday party of the people who have been coming after me on social media? That's your plan? <laughs> so he just wants everybody to get along. and doesn't see why they can't work it out. You know, just apologize for stuff and whatever. So at this point, Monique asked Derek to, you know, give him a minute so he – so that they – so that – um. He, she can talk to her sisters and tells him to leave his phone on the table when, when she goes. So Monique's plan is I guess they can go to the party so long as they have a sit down to make sure that everything's going to be chill beforehand. So I don't know. The, her sisters seem to think that Derek is just sweet talking her, which is probably right because as soon as he like leaves the table, he immediately starts flirting with the bartender, going God. outside, taking out not one – not yeah. two, but three burner right, phones. Right. <laughs> and then we switch back to Monique, who's talking about m moving to Cleveland. <laughs> so what is, I don't understand why he keeps saying he wants to be with Monique. I, I, right. I can't make that make sense. 
I don't think he does. I think he wants to stay on this show. It's a good side hustle, right? Um, I don't know if the pay structure is like it is in 90 Day Fiance, but they don't really get paid a whole lot for being on the first season. But then the real money is if they end up being on a second season, like Life After Lockup, like what we're, what we're seeing him on now. I don't know that he's in it for the money. I think he's in it for the women. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, but then it seems like, okay, so you think he's on the show for the women? Yes, I think. Oh, with, well, I can that see that too. That yes. he's, he's on TV and that means sure. more and more women are sliding into his DMs and oh, he gets absolutely. whatever he wants and that he yeah, likes I that. I can see that. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know why Monique does, is so like trusting or dense, but I also feel like she's kind of... I don't know, being trying not very successfully. She's trying to be manipulative, manipulative too. Like take this whole pregnancy thing, like their argument, like she did not want to take this pregnancy test, Mm -hmm. you know? And she was like, what? You don't trust me? It's like, trust that you're pregnant. You haven't taken a pregnancy test. There's nothing to trust other than your general intuition that you might be pregnant. It's like, why was she so like against taking this pregnancy test? It made no sense to me. She was like trying to turn it around like, well, if you trusted me, I wouldn't have to take this test. What? That doesn't doesn't go together. Yeah, it's not about, yes, it's not about trust with the Pregnancy test? Like, right. yes, because she didn't – and she she did not lie about anything. Well, she may have lied about something. But she didn't lie about anything unprovable, right? It's not like she right. said she was pregnant. And he was no, like, she you know, here's a pregnancy test. Take it. She said she could be pregnant, which, I mean, since they've been having unprotected sex, yeah, she could be. Like, that's right. how that works. Yeah. And, but I think she was just using all of that to be manipulative. Do I think yeah. they had unprotected sex? Sure. Do I think that she missed a period? Sure. But, you know. She'd rather have Schrodinger's pregnancy than actually prove that she she wasn't pregnant. Right. She doesn't want to say it's not because I think she would think that she – I mean, don't want to say trap baby because there's no baby but like a trap fake pregnancy. I feel like that's what she was trying to do. Like get, uh, you know, Derek to kind of be more attentive or to like, you know. And so that's why she was so disappointed when Derek had that reaction like, what? You could be pregnant, but in her defense, like he had just finished telling her that he wanted to have a family with her. And then she goes, oh, well, funny you should say that. I might be pregnant. What? You might be pregnant? Oh, God. You know, it's just like I these two, it's like I don't understand. They like think they're trying to outsmart the other. But yeah. everybody at the end of the day is dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. He is kind of outsmarting her because she does – He, I mean, at least because he has burner phones. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and she's very satisfied that he can't go anywhere without me knowing because I have his phone logs as he pulls out like he can't get a burner phone. Right, so, right. Like – so I mean I, – but I but I, I mean I do because the, the, his – her sisters are both like He's full of shit. You know he's full of shit. How do you not right. understand that he's full of shit and doesn't mean anything he says? And she's like, well, you know, he really said he wants to be with me. And they're like, that was a lie. He's <laughs> lying to you. And she's like, I don't know. Like, so everybody's dumb, but she just, I guess, wants to believe it enough. It's not like he's coming up with clever lies. He's just yeah. saying cliches and, oh, baby, I want to be with you, baby. Yeah. 
I just, it's just us. Like, and he continues to cheat on her too. Like, he's right. not going to stop doing this. Uh, no, he definitely isn't. I thought maybe he would be faithful, maybe. But after 10 women, I'm like, nah. This guy has zero intention of ever being faithful to Monique. No, and he doesn't see – I mean, he 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 doesn't see cheating as anything worse than like like when you have a when you have a cheat meal on your diet. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that, but – I don't know, have you know, a relationship with someone else, so it's fine. Yeah, well, no, but I'm – no, I'm saying even when he has a relationship, he sees cheating as a, uh, a temporary mistake. Oh, I'm weak. I just gave it up. Like – as if, but the, but the worst part about it, it's like you do have to actively seek out people to cheat with. Like you have yeah. to proactively do something at right. some point. It right. doesn't accidentally happen or present itself as like he wants us to believe. It's just like, and then I was just walking down the street and boom, a situation where I I I, I was left left at a place where I just had to cheat. Sorry, I I just like ah, oh, it was it, I was weak. You know, it's like. It doesn't take as much willpower, you know, seeing like there's if there's a brownie in front of you and you're like, ooh, I could have that brownie. <laughs> yeah. that looks, the brownie looks good, right? I was like, I don't think that happens. You have to actually message them or at least talk to them, figure out where you're going to meet. These things have to happen for cheating to happen. Right, right. Okay, uh, let's move on to our last couple of the week, which is Puppy and Amber. Uh, TC, Amber's boyfriend, is busy with the punching bag when Amber asks to talk to him. Amber wants to talk about the argument from the night before. Amber says she shouldn't have grabbed at him and she's sorry. TC says that she doesn't like his opinions. And Amber says that they really just don't ever fight. And Amber admits that she may have said something to TC that she suspected Puppy and Eric were selling drugs when they first got together. Amber says her thoughts have changed since then. TC has no sympathy for people who choose to deal drugs. But Amber says that she gets defensive and in mom mode and he should have the tiniest bit more understanding about the situation considering she has a past Amber is uh, aware that she is on parole until 2025 and on probation for another 20 years. TC has seen his dad with drug addiction, and he's trying to avoid that life. Over at Puppy and Eric's, Eric is upset because the property taxes are due and they're late. Puppy feels like they're drowning in bills. Amber says that they can only, they can only do what they'll do. Uh, Puppy thinks that Eric is a good provider and that she's spoiled, but she'd rather be a boss bitch. She believes that she is competent and can earn money, too, if Eric would just trust her to let her work and help out. Eric says he's the man and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Puppy feels guilty and wonders if she had left him, he would have gone back home and not had to pay for another household, a divorce, and all these other bills that they have. She wants to help, but feels stuck. Okay, so they're definitely, this is kind of like two different storylines, certainly, because we really, in the end, have two different couples here. So let's start off with uh, Amber and TC. So do you think that TC is judgmental of Amber, uh, that Amber used to deal drugs? Because he just comes off like he has zero sympathy, partially because of his experience with his dad. And it just doesn't really seem like he likes Puppy and Eric because Amber had accused them at one point of selling drugs. And so TC, I think, has this 
like, uh, you know, perception of them and he doesn't like them. Um, yeah, I mean, TC is obviously a pretty judgmental person about those mm-hmm. things. And I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong. He's wrong to be judgmental about, you know, people making their like, I don't judge people for making an honest living, but illegally dealing drugs is not an honest living. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. And so I get where he's coming from for being judgmental, but I, I just, I think that he kind of has a limit where Amber is the sketchiest person he will be involved with. Like, mm-hmm. and he's kind of stretching where his comfort level with being with an ex con, being with someone who used to do and deal drugs. And that's a stretch for him already. And for her to bring around the friends that she thinks are still doing those things is just a bridge too far for him. Like he, yeah. he can't he can't deal with it. Right. And so it is like really judgy and it, it's it, it, it's going to be tough for that relationship to work when somebody has that kind of level of judgment against, you know, the person that Amber used to be. Right. 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 I don't know. I, I just don't know. I just this just this relationship just doesn't seem like it can go anywhere. As much as they both seem invested in it, it doesn't it doesn't it seems not great to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think quite honestly, I feel like TC ever since the whole like uh barbecue incident, he saw another side of Amber and I think he remembered that Amber's rough around the edges and that she has a past and maybe that's something that he didn't really it didn't like hit him with the reality of that before. Uh Uh-huh. And so I I do, I feel like he definitely has a different vibe this season. It doesn't seem like he is that into Amber. And I mean, granted, we've only really seen him when they've been fighting or making up after the fight, but he just doesn't seem as into her. No, no. I mean, he seems like he's mad at her all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you're you're right. It's like a a different side that maybe reminded him that maybe her past isn't as much in her past as she is leading me to believe, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a past that he just just can't deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On to Puppy and Eric. Um, I feel bad. Like, why is Eric so weird about not letting Puppy, like, work? It's It's very weird. Very weird. But, I mean, it's like – he clearly has an ethos. It's one that I uh, vehemently disagree with. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, if I – in order to be a man, right? This is masculinity thing. Mm-hmm. Then you need to be able to take ha- to take care of all the finances for your family. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then you failed as a man, right? And so yeah. her – so her saying, I could just get a job and help pay the bills right. to him is also kind of like, well, I could just cut off your dick and sell that. Like – like it's, yeah. like it's really emasculating to him. I think it's different in their situation because he's like trying to be the man of two households, essentially. Like yes. his ex-wife has kids. And so he's taking care of their household and he's trying to take care of his own household with puppy. I mean, it's 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 very hard for me to relate to it because I don't understand. Like I don't right. want to – I don't understand why I want to live with somebody who – doesn't want to work or doesn't want to do something right. productive and contributing. Like it's just that that I, I would have a tough time dealing with somebody who didn't want to work. Like I, yeah. I really would. Having a partner that was like, I'd rather be a stay-at-home mom. And I, if other people make that work, that's great. I would be like, I would rather you have a job. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better for me. Um, but, right. Especially since they don't have kids. 
You know, right. it's not like puppy has to really take care of the home too much. You know, um, it, I, I yeah, I don't understand what she is doing that Eric deems it so important. Like, if he's really concerned about, like, you know, because I could kind of see he seems really controlling like this. Like, he just wants her to be there when he's home, right? So if that's the case, let her get a part-time job, you know? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure there's something flexible she could find that wouldn't interfere with what he thinks her duties and responsibilities are at home. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and it 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 I can see that kind of thing you're saying. Like he just wants her to always be there. If he's there, yes. she should be here. She shouldn't be gone. And right. you can do the part time job thing. You can do something. It just it, it's too much of a obvious solution to their problem right. to just like completely disregard it. Like nope, that's a non starter. Like somebody getting a job is a non. One of the adults in the house getting a job is a non starter. Right. It's just completely ass night. Like right. even if. Oh my God, did you hear what their property tax bill was? Uh, yeah, like what, 1700 or something? 1700 Yeah. It's like, oh man. And it's it, – one of the things I'm getting at because I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing trying to find a house and everything. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy to, that how different things like property tax and mortgages mm-hmm. are in different parts of a country. Just to see a bill, it was like, it's – wait, wait, what? It's what? <laughs> Like, yeah. Like I've never heard of a I've never heard of a bill that was less than twice that. And that well, was, and like, they're late too. Yeah. Well, that was with it was seventeen hundred plus like plus late fees on top of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it's tough, but I don't know. It just there's a solution there. Like you just right. have to get over your get over yourself, dude. Yeah. Definitely. All, all right. right, so that was all the couples that we've seen so far. Uh, we're still waiting for an appearance from Brittany and Marcelino. At some point, they should be joining the cast. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. Out of the group we saw this week, uh, who would you say is your student of the week? I, I said Cameron. Like, I he did didn't too. Wanna, he didn't want to tell us about the money, which is always weirdly suspicious. But Right. I don't know. I think that's just kind of a holdover thing. Like when you mm-hmm. have been a criminal your whole life, you can, that's kind of a habit that you you learn. And even when you're making money, honestly, you're like, nobody needs to know about where I got this money. Right. That, that's my right. money. We've seen it with Michael too. You yeah, know? exactly. It's like, exactly. Uh, yeah. And- but as cheesy as that dinner was, that is exactly what she wanted. <laughs> exactly. Right. He considered what she wanted. He's like, yes. she likes sunsets. She likes cheesy romance. So he was certainly thinking of what she wanted in that whole situation. So, yes, mm-hmm. I agree with uh, Cameron being a student of the week. Okay, so who was your dunce? Derek. Yeah, I, I kind of was between him and then I ended up going chance. Yeah, I mean. $300 I- on a game and you're still committing to spending money and you bought the dumb power washer without a real <laughs> business plan of how you're going to make. It's like dumb financial. Dis- He's going to power wash the paint off of his truck. Uh, yes. I was like, what <laughs> windows, are you doing? The windows of the truck were open. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I'm, the- I mean, everyone does kind of silly things that they don't really think through, but it's just like. That wasn't the only dumb thing you did this week. It's like no, so many dumb decisions. No. Yeah, the 300 on the mobile game is just yeah. – that's just – that's like something you yell at your like 
your 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 twelve year old over, right? Right, because they don't think it's real money. Yeah, yeah, they just get mm-hmm. coins or whatever and spend it. They don't even yeah. realize it's real money. Yeah, yeah, but they I have no this, concept. Yeah. Sure, I just hit this button and it, it gave me more coins. I needed more coins to play. Yeah. God. All right. Did you want to expand on why Derek was your dunce? I mean, you could say three hundred dollars on the mobile game. Ten women. He cheated on her with right. ten different women in a yeah. month. That's two a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? So my life lesson was at chance. And I was like make, making money, which I don't know that much about. I'm not out here being a you know millionaire, billionaire. But you know, <laughs> making money is something I can do. I do okay at. It requires more forward thinking than A, buy power washer. Oh, God. I know, B, right? profit. <laughs> you need more of a plan than that. Wow, yeah. Uh, okay, so my uh, life lesson directed at Blaine, even if it's a surprise, you shouldn't keep something from someone when you just told them you would be honest with them because that surprise is going to be interpreted as keeping a secret. Sure is. Like, I don't, I don't understand people's obsession with surprises. Like, there is like a certain level of surprise and it's a nice gift. Yes. After that, nobody wants it to be a surprise. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, so uh, we're just getting started with this group, so we will be back uh, same time next week. Yep, see everybody then. Okay, until then. Kay. Bye. Bye. Bye.